Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And we're live. Good morning, folks. It's the one and only V, the gorilla iconist. And I'm with my main man, El Cuco. And we're giving you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter at the Rogue Money and Rogue Money on Facebook, DTube, Steam it, every single podcasting app known to humanity. We are everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And, uh, folks, you see the uh, little bit of evolution going on here. You see that thing right there on the screen that says Rogue News. Yes, we are we are we are transforming. We are morphing little by little. So keep it locked here as this metamorphosis occurs. Uh with that being said, also check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. mycbdedibles.com. Folks, I'm telling you right now, if you haven't got a chance to order yourself a delicious batch of CBD infused coffee. And we got people, CJ. I was, you know, I was talking to um the last live stream we did when we were on uh, Coast to Coast AM. Uh, speaking to a, a, a fan of ours in Australia whose husband stru- suffered a stroke and is now being helped by the CBD coffee, which is making an improvement in his day-to-day life, which I love hearing stuff like that, man. The CBD coffee yeah, cool. is delicious. Very, Very good. good. Uh, the granola, the uh, pecan, coconut truffles, the even heck, even the doggy treats are delicious. Uh, I myself eat those doggy treats whenever I can. I'm just joking. <laughs> But the chocolate peanut butter buckeyes, I mean, you name it. The, the Terrapin mints. Folks, go there, order the products, enjoy, indulge. It's a great way for you to get CBD into your system. And uh, CBD is not cheap, folks. It is stinking expensive. It's like anywhere between, jeez uh, Louise, man, uh, tens of thousands of dollars for a kilo, I think it is. Right, Siege? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, it's like $8,000, $9,000, $10,000 a kilo for, for, uh, for CBD. CBD is expensive. So, you know, when you're getting a 99.99% pure CBD isolate in a product standardized to, you know, 10, 15 milligrams, you're getting a quality hit, which is what you exactly need for your body. So check it out, mycbdedibles.com, and also check out remaincom.net, whether you need uh, protection from debt collectors or whatnot, remaincom.net is the place for you, remaincom.net. Uh, book a call with them today. Their professionals are there. They will go over a asset, uh, a risk assessment to see how bad you are at risk. And they are able to protect your bank accounts from levies, your personal property, the whole nine yards. Also, folks, check out uh, the cryptoschool.io, the cryptoschool.io. Uh, this is the place for you to learn about cryptocurrencies with, through the video education series. Or even better yet, you're ready to make some free money. You want to make some free money. Well, join the Watches Trade Room. The Watches Trade Room will allow you to really, really get a gander in on the trading of cryptocurrencies with Z and Cowboy, who are absolutely killing it. I love those two. They're amazing. Uh, the attention to detail that they bring to the table is bar none. So watch us trade over at the RemainCom School. And then we have LiquidBase. LiquidBase.io, folks, whether you got $5,000 or more, 
in cryptos, you want to liquidate it, out, liquidate it out with the option of moving to gold, metals, or cash. Liquidbase is the place to get that done. Check it out, liquidbase.io. And uh, with that being said, CJ, what's crack lacking, brother? Hey, good morning, V. Uh, doing great. Um, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, man. Oh, I f- almost forgot to plug. Uh, check out liquidbase.k dot cryptogenics uh that's spelled with a k k r y p t o g e n e x cryptogenics dot com um and that's the the thing we did with will yesterday uh will uh jetland uh if you for for folks that want to buy bitcoin just just go to that link i'll 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 have a cj or or myself just drop it in the description box later uh, or check out yesterday's interview with Will. It's um, it's a really good education platform, but more than anything, folks, it's it's you want you want to buy Bitcoin. It, it's it's so easy. It's so easy to do it through them. They'll get it for you because we get people all the time. Hey, I need to buy Bitcoin. What do I do? You know. So now they made it very easy for you. So check it out. Liquidbase dot kg cryptogenics. I'm sorry, I'm I'm a little brain dead this morning. Anyway, Siege, with that out of the way, what's crackalacking, brother? Hey, V, it looks like finally that the uh, the alt-left melts over the unmasking of it. Uh, it looks like apparently uh, Congress has had enough of these characters running around uh, terrorizing neighborhoods, terrorizing events, uh, you know, trying to stay under the cover. Uh, yeah, so it's just, um, it's interesting to watch this play out. I mean... You know, I, I, I obviously I think that there's current laws in the books, you know, regarding the activities uh, that these individuals do. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll have to monitor this carefully. Like I said, I just would hate me for this get sent or transformed to any type of anti-protest type legislation uh, because it could obviously be used, again, you know, for a good sense that are, you know, government overreach, you know, taxation and things like that. Now, right. obviously these characters, I, so I, laws in the books to address these people i just think it's a failure on local police not to do so so you know i i i don't think we need any type of new legislation act uh now if it names this group in, in specifics as antifa then i'm all in support of it well it's pretty interesting man i mean when you look it up right when you look at uh hr 6054 you you pull it up uh it's introduced in the house last month by representative dan donovan uh, it's a response to the state of a spate of violent attacks provoked by masked members of Pantifa, and would punish anyone wearing a mask who injures, oppresses, threatens, or intimidates a person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege, with a fine of up to fifteen years in prison. That's actually a pretty good, if you think about it, right? H.R. 6054 takes a pro-fascist stance in the very name of doubtlessly. And it's important because this is a New York City anarchist, Carmichael Monaco, the Metropolitan Anarchist Coordinating Council, right? Well, here's the thing, right? Some people are saying this is a, a, a fascist move. What it's really defining here is if you are exercising your First Amendment right, you need to be protected against somebody who's a masked person who's hiding their identity and then coming out to physically harm you, either with a fist, 
a bat, a bicycle chain, whatever the hell it is. This type of BS never existed before. These guys, let's be honest here, these suburban white kids who are masquerade, these are a bunch of basement dwelling, suburban, um, you know, middle class to upper middle class white kids from affluent areas who have nothing better to do than be a bunch of pussies by wearing a black mask so their identities are not unveiled to the public. These kids, you know, they are emboldened. They are emboldened, see, because they wear a mask. They feel that their identities are protected. They can get away with murder. They can get away with anything they, they want to do. Well, here's the deal. You want to come to a protest zone where people are protesting, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you're not going to become, you're not going to be stepping up there in your, you know, in your black mask and in your hoodies and whatnot. You want to do that? You better take that off. You better, you better take that off because let's be honest here. If you're covering your facial identities and you're showing up, you're coming with the, with the implicit intent of doing harm. Why else would you wear a mask? Why else would you abscond your identity? Why else would you do it? Unless, of course, you're coming with the implicit intent that something will, quote-unquote, pop off, and you are ready to create havoc, trouble, chaos, violence. This is the modus, the motivation that needs to be taken out. This is the motivation that needs to be... This is the taking the wind out of Pantifa's sails. This law, this bill has been occurring since late, early last year when the Pantifa protests were at its highest, where people were just getting sick of getting punched with bicycle chains, people getting sick of being ambushed, people are getting sick of being accosted by these cretins. And then that's how this law began. They need to, honestly, Antifa is a terrorist group. There's a George... Bingo. Bingo. Georgi 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 Schwartz, aka George Soros, the man, the evil Bond villain with the palindrome as a last name. Whether you spell it backwards or forwards, it still spells the same. And <laughs> the evil man with the with the, the, the Bond villain himself. Antifa is a terrorist organization. They are a terrorist organization. And that is why they need to be dismantled. So I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Now, some of the anarchists, the fake anarchists, I'm a communist anarchist, which is the most, in other words, you're a walking contradiction. You see, I'm an anarchist. Most of you listening to the show are true anarchists. We believe in limited government. Heck, I believe the government's only function should be to provide park benches. That's it. Civil defense and park benches. That's the only thing government should do. That's it. H, this, here you go. This is a New York City anarchist, Carmichael Monica of the Metropolitan Anarchist Coordinating Council. Told Vice on Tuesday, HR 6054 takes pro-fascist stance in its very name and doubtlessly in its enforcement. In the current political climate, anti-fascists who speak out against fascism, racism, xenophobia, sexism, uh, blah, 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 ism, and all types of isms 
are routinely harassed and threatened and attacked by the far right, often supported by the police who are notably exempted here. Uh, what planet is he living on? What planet is he living on? Right. The whole entire thing with the anti-fascist morons. You know, us on the right, we haven't assaulted anyone, any of you. If you know, and you should count yourself lucky that we don't assault you because, you know, we are people of means. We all have jobs, careers, businesses. On average, we're more high, we're we're more educated than you tripe. On average, we have a higher income than you tripe. On average, we have more things to lose. So we're not going to be the first to punch you. And on average, we're stronger than you are, and we could kick the ever-living crap out of you guys. And we choose not to do it. Why? Because we play by the rules. But all of a sudden, you go out, uh, you know, out of control. You you go crazy. You don a black mask and some sunglasses, and, and now you think you're you're you know you're some sort of um, vigilante freedom fighter, and you're trying to assault us. Now you now you have a problem. Now you're count crying foul because you can't wear your little make pretend mask that give you some sort of liquid courage like a like a drunkard over at a bar. You know, it, it it's ridiculous. And I and you know this whole entire thing couldn't come fast enough. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's implement it as fast as possible, man. It's just ridiculous. I mean here's their stupid cartoons. Uh you know uh, what to do for Nazi punching. We've seen the videos of the of the anti-fascista <laughs> CJ practicing their punching in uh in, in, in Chicago, right? And, and here they have who, who they have here. The, <laughs> I've never seen that video. Yeah, they have like a, a cartoon drawing a Wonder Woman punching a, a a Nazi. So stupid. Yeah, I th- I I wish they would just go ahead and just label them uh, like a terrorist organization uh, because that's what they do. I mean, how many times last year V did we witness them trying to stop a, a rally, whether it was a liberty rally, a free speech rally, and how many times did these individuals uh, violently get in front and block people from even participating in those? Which you know, so again, I I I really like the fact that that in terms of in terms of the laws that could be passed, I think there's existing things in place just to say, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and designate Antifa as a terrorist organization and target them specifically. Um, I just, I, I just hate any type of portion of government that wants to institute these things and how they flip things continuously all the time or they rewrite the rules something passes and then they yep. rewrite it to say well as a matter of fact you can't do this anymore uh, oh yeah we should always be vigilant to that no doubt man i agree with you 100 percent um but you know something should be done with the with the pantifa idiots and um hey did you click on the uh the twitter image of this guy and, and it, it, you know the guy who did the cartoon Gorilla Prophet, who did the cartoon of uh, punching a Nazi. If you scroll down, look at this idiot, Gorilla Prophet. Do you think this? If you can zoom in and look at this, this unwashed basement dweller. Look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this beta male. CJ, do you think this guy has ever been in a fist fight in his entire life? 
Well, that's what I mean. I, I think the Patriots could very easily take care of, uh, and it's happening around. I mean, every time they get their faces smashed in, every time they bring, <laughs> you know, it just you know time after time. Remember uh, last week with Dex, that one guy oh got my. just yeah, you know, one punch just like laid him out completely. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. feel they do. They put on their mask and then they get their you know whatever type of weapons they want. They break basically bring anything they can. They they feel strong up until. Uh, the, you know, Patriots rise and say, no, you're not going to get away with this. And then boom, it's all over. It's like what Mike Tyson always says. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. <laughs> Everybody has a plan until they get hit, CJ. That's the, pro- that's the problem here. I'm the master of the one-two punch. My name is Mike Tyson. I can't be beat. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. Pantifa has a plan until they get hit. Then they go down, lights out. They get starched. Unreal. Anyway, buddy, what's the next one you want to hit? China and Germany signs a $20 billion trade deal. And this is pretty interesting. It's from uh, RT through Blacklisted News. Uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Angela Hitler uh, Merkel. <laughs> and Chinese uh, Prime Minister Li Qingkang. Uh, held uh, talks on Monday in Berlin and stressed their commitment to a multilateral trade system in the wake of trade disputes with Washington. As part of the talks and sides signed a range of commercial agreements worth about $20 billion. Uh, joint pro- projects involving governmental agencies and companies such as Siemens, Volkswagen, BASF, and others were announced. We both want to sustain the system of World Trade Organizational rules, uh, Merkel said during the meeting. We have a lot of direct investment in the United States of America, and we have a lot of direct investments in China. The chancellor added that in it, it really is a multilateral interdependent system that at its best most likely is, is really a plural, uh, what? Plura, plurilateral. Jeez, I couldn't even read that from this distance. It looked kind of blurred on my screen. Plurilateral win-win situation when we stick to the rules. She applauded Beijing for relaxing its rules on foreign investments and saying that it was important to see the market opening in China in this area is not only words, but it's also being followed by deeds. <sighs> All right, Siege, let me, let's do something funny here, bro. Break it down, V. Break it down. I want you to type into that search bar, like a Google search. I want you to type in Chinese copies of German cars. Just type that in and hit the Google image search real quick. Watch what happens, folks. Uh, Okay. Let's start off. Oh, right there. The S, that one, right there. The S C E O. Look at this one. Ah, yeah. Go no, to that. that like a, oh, that looks like an X5. It is, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not an X5. It's the C E D S C E O. That's what it is. It's not an X5. And then when, when BMW sues these idiots, the Chinese government says, What do you mean it looks like an X5? We don't see it. What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't see it, B. We don't see it. Now, CJ, <laughs> click on that link. This is from Jalopnik. Uh, guys, I'm a gearhead. I love Jalopnik. It's a great site. Uh, written, very fun. Uh, go back, CJ. Go back to that picture of the, of the CEO, the SCEO, whatever. Oops. Yeah. Click on the images again. Okay. Go Click on that X5 knockoff. Click on where it says visit. Right there. Right? Where it says visit. Right there. Jalopnik. Visit. Right there. Bam. Boom. All right. Watch this. 
This is where you're going to get. Look, look at this. That is a Chinese knockoff of a Rolls Royce. <laughs> of a Rolls Don't Royce Phantom. <laughs> but it's not a Phantom. <laughs> it's a Geely GE. <laughs> and instead of the Spirit of Ecstasy bending forwards, this one is bending backwards. You see that? <laughs> yep, yep. Like it's doing the Lombada. Okay, now scroll down. Scroll down. Here we go. And V, that doesn't look like a Nissan truck at all either. Dude, it's a rip off of a Chevy Colorado. It's so bad. This is a Huang Huai Plutus. The Plutus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> scroll down even more. This is, it gets better. I don't know what that is. It's a, it, that's supposed to be a Range Rover. Look at this. A, a Jeep knockoff. Mercy, I'm sorry. This is a, a rip off of, the, uh, of a Mercedes G Wagon. That looks like a. a Keep going down. It gets better and better. Instead of a Mercedes G Wagon, this is the Biak. The Leaf Fan 20. Look, look at that Mini Cooper. Look at that Mini Cooper knockoff. Let's take a look at the Bamin. Oh my God. How dare they? The Bamin <laughs> is a knockoff of an old school Mercedes uh, 240. The old W21, the old W123 platform. Look at this. Look at this. Keep going. Wow. Keep going. Oh, look at this one, CJ. This is the Dong Fan Crazy Soldier. Go back up. That's the Rolls Royce Phantom knockoff. What a what a pathetic thing that is. Look at this. I, I don't see a Hummer in that picture, V. <laughs> and, when, and when AM General sued Dong Fang. For their crazy soldier, okay, the crazy soldier, the Chinese government said, we don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean it looks like a Hummer? We don't see it. Literally, that's what they said. We don't see it. We don't know what you're talking about. You see, folks, in order for you to do business, and this is something that, you know, Volkswagen, this is something that BMW, this is what Mercedes understands. In order for you to do business in China, if you actually want manufacturing and all this stuff, you got to give up IP, intellectual property rights. Intellectual property rights. You know, uh, property rights that your company has spent hundreds of millions, in some cases billions of dollars, developing. Look at this. The the uh, SCEO, the Shuang Wang SCEO, and you see this. I've seen knockoffs of 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 BMWs, Mercedes, Volkswagen products, Lancias, Fiat. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm waiting for the knockoff Chinese exotic cars, where they're knocking off Lamborghini and Ferrari, bro. That's next. That's next. But this is the kind of stuff that's happened. Okay, it, it, it's it's crazy. I like what the one of the commentators said. Looking at these Chinese knockoffs is like peering into a parallel universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's not a Rolls Royce Phantom. That, that that's the uh, Geely uh, G E. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who creates these names. You know, they must be you know pretty no entertaining. I, I, the Dong crazy soldier. <laughs> Oh, the Dong Fan Crazy Soldier. This is our Dong Fan Crazy Soldier. Look at that. Look at that. The Dong Fan copied the Hummer. But they came up with a hell of a great name for it, too. <laughs> and I guarantee you, the reliability... I remember when when uh, when a Chinese manufacturer called Brilliance... Got it called Brilliance. They wanted to bring a car to the United States and Europe. This is their mid-level luxury car. It's, gonna, <laughs> it's going to compete with... Uh, with uh, you know uh, the best top luxury marks, right? 
but the thing in a crash test would fold like an accordion. I mean, literally like an accordion. I mean, it was cartoonish in the way the thing would fold on impact. You see, this is the problem here, folks. This is why, you know, Germany's desperate for a deal. Because you know why? CJ, type this into the search engine. German soldiers and broomsticks. And watch what happens. German soldiers, broomsticks, folks. Okay? I, I talked about this the other day. And people thought I was crazy. Watch this. Look at that. Look at this. This is this is great. Laughing stock. Germany's soldiers forced to use broomsticks for a gun as Donald Trump blasts Angela Merkel over NATO spending. Germany's military is so underfunded its troops used broomsticks painted black as guns. Ger- most of Germany's money is going to this bloated welfare state that they've created. That's the problem here, man. Bloated bureaucracy. Now, they're going to go ahead and sign the train deal. You see, in, you can get into manufacturing deals with China, but they will ask you at some point, hey, you know, uh, you know how do you uh, make uh, this uh, Mercedes uh, G-Class uh, wagon? How do you make uh, that? Can uh, you uh, show me how to make uh, this uh, Boeing uh, 787 Dreamliner? We want to make a copy. I mean, we want to make sure we make more for you. There's a cost to these things, folks. It's unbelievable. So they're doing this because they understand that the world, the game's changed. You see, when you have a trade imbalance, kind of like what we got with the Chinese, when you got a trade imbalance, okay, where we got a $500 billion trade surplus, the way you get over a trade surplus, folks, is to hit back with a tariff. The tariff is the level playing field. China can't hit, hit us back because we they barely import anything from us, except trash recyclables and a few other things, right? There's not much they import from us. So their impact on us is extremely minimal, but our impact on them is great. And they're doing this. Now, watch this now. CJ, hit the, hit the next article, the expansion on the Silk Road. President Xi Jinping has promised more than $23 billion in loans and aid to Arab states as Beijing ramps up ties with the Middle East. And this includes air aid for Palestine. Beijing foresees importing a whopping $8 trillion from Arab states up to 2025. This has everything to do with energy and oil. Under the radar, away from the World Cup frenzy and the merger and the acquisitions of Cristiano Ronaldo Incorporated and Fiat, the eighth ministerial meeting of the China-Arab States Corporation Established in 2004, sailed on in Beijing, hosted by President Xi Jinping. Amid the torrential pledge of loans and aid, China committed to invest right across the Arab world in transportation, infrastructure, oil, gas, finance, digital economy, and artificial intelligence. Significantly, Beijing will offer $15 million in aid for Palestinian economic development. $15 million is nothing. That's a joke. What are you going to do with $15 million? It's really nothing. As well as $91 million distributed among Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, and Yemen. So China is doing its thing. It's doing its thing in, 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 in helping uh, you know, mutually beneficial trade and things of that sort. 
this trade war, quote unquote, that the tariffs couldn't come at a worse time. Okay, couldn't come as a, couldn't come as a worse time. It came so early in the game that it comes at a time when they are utilizing U.S. Treasuries in order to pave the way for the New Silk Road. They were counting on their trade surpluses in order to continue generating profits, in order to keep their market stable. Now these tariffs are causing market undulations in China, in the Chinese stock market. They're causing the yuan to tumble. And some sta stabilization has to take place. You know, you have to reroute resources in order to stabilize certain aspects of your economy. It's just the way it is. So some of the resources you're going to be spending on the New Silk Road, you got to put it back on the books of some key strategic investment infrastructures within China in order to balance the books. You don't want to you don't want to create a bleeding here. China, like, folks, I, I've been saying this for until I, you know, when I figure this whole thing out. China will come to the negotiating table. The United States will work with China. China will work with the United States. They will partner up. This is just the beginning. Okay, this is just the beginning. A little tit for tat. A little, you know, this is like the uh, the the boy making fun of the girl that he likes in the playground. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We're going to work together. But it's going to be done in the right way. So you got to establish proper relationship because for the longest time we've been you know we we just been bent over many times many times now it's different now you have to come correct china you have to come correct nato you got to come correct world trade organization we're not going to kowtow to globalists, and that's the message that's being sent here. We're not going to kowtow to really bad deals that doesn't benefit us, and that's what this whole entire tariff's about. It's about slapping China around, being, "Hey, man, we are the still the largest market in the world." Yeah, we got problems. Yeah, we got some serious economic problems. Yeah, we got systemic debt, but we're about to shift gears. You want to be a part of it? That's huge, folks. That's huge. If Trump is able to execute the, the new American plan, which is protection and safeguarding of American technology and innovation, all the while making us the energy powerhouse that we will be in the world, if he could do that, then we will have a chance of coming out of this economic reset as a absolute economic powerhouse. An absolute economic powerhouse. That's how we stand to gain. And who would want to part of folks? We can come out of this global economic reset as the as the as a powerhouse economy. Rivaling that of the entire one belt, one road. Why? Because we have the energy card here that could be played if things are done correctly. Got a lot of work to do. We got to refocus 
the future. That's very important. Very well said, V. Yeah. See, what we got pulled up here? We got uh, how Trump is reshaping foreign policy, man. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look in in terms of exactly what happened in NATO recently in times of, you know, the U.S. spending, uh, you know, more than enough to support NATO and his decision to, you know, force them to the table, force them to emergency meetings, V, to say, listen, that, um, you know, we we have no reason to remain in NATO if we're going to continue, you know, footing the bill for everything while other countries, Germany, France, pour pennies in while we continue pouring dollars. So, Again, reshaping the foreign policies in regards to relationship with the world in major ways, even if the policies don't exhibit a consistent strategy. Uh, so again, you know, taking a look at the foreign policy in terms of clearly defined doctrine is as strong as ever, but Donald Trump presents would-be doctrine defiers with perhaps their toughest challenge yet. So there's, there's no doubt that Trump's foreign policy are supporting what we're seeing globally, and that is a movement back toward towards uh, nationalism, uh, more towards, uh, you know, uh, I, I hate to use the word protectionist. I don't think that's the right word, but in terms of self-sufficiency, getting back to uh, production. And I think his foreign policy shapes a lot of that V. Absolutely. Absolutely correct, my man. 1,000%. And Cesar, I think uh, we've covered the gambit of the news and information. Uh, you are flying out somewhere. Why don't you tell the audience where you're going, buddy? Yeah, I'll, I'll be attending Freedom Fest uh, later on this afternoon. I have several emails out for several of the guests. They're going to be there, uh, Judge Napolitano, uh, Peter Schiff. I mean, the, the, there's a whole gamut of different. So, yeah, so I'll be uh, trolling. I'll be uh, traveling you know, through the different uh, the, uh, present presentations, trying to do some live stream with it, trying to do as many interviews as I can. So stay tuned right here. Uh, probably will see where data takes me. So if I can get enough bandwidth V to power it up to YouTube, I'll go that route. Uh, if not, I'll record and uh, and get it uploaded later on. Absolutely, man. That's going to be exciting, folks. Folks, keep it locked here. we got some great interviews coming up, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think we probably have – I don't know if we have Harley today because you're going to be gone, but we can definitely do uh, Cuss with Gus at uh, 4 p.m., so keep it locked right over here, folks. And with that being said, we're over and out. <laughs>